Off the Ball Daily. A home for your favourite podcasts from Off the Ball. The performance rankings, you had to be there, the crappy quiz, and a slight tangent. Does that count? <laughs> Subscribe to the Off the Ball Daily podcast feed right now. Welcome back. It is Friday's Off the Ball. Nathan with you this evening. Shane Hannan and Will Callahan are in studio. It's time for the quick picks. There's an overwhelming demand for the return of the quick picks, mainly from mm, people in the office. Nobody else. Uh, I think. I think here we are. Aside from the crappy quiz, it's one of the it's one of the sections that you get messages about. Where's the quick picks? Because you put your neck on the line. I've never. I've. N- I've never got a message about it and it only started last week and we hadn't had one text in, in the entire year. It's in my year. head, is it? Yeah, I had a few people ask me why are they not on this season? I was like, well, we couldn't round up enough people to but do look, it. They're back. Usually. They're back now. And we started last week. Uh, Mick McCarthy uh, didn't rock up for this one. After getting all his predictions correct last week? Yeah. yeah. Well done, start. Michael. Hey, do you know what, Nathan? It actually changes the way that you view games sometimes. So I was watching the scores at the end of Antrim and Fermanagh mm. and instead of, you know, dispassionately going, that's a great result for Antrim. They're going to top it and go through in the quarterfinals. My first assumption was oh, Mick is going to be 100% now because he's got the other results. So a bit like fancy football, it takes away from your enjoyment. That's what we do for the Either results. that, it, it means that suddenly the Talchin Cup has a level of importance in your life that it True. probably wouldn't otherwise. Sometimes though, it's the way you get them right. So last week we all said Mayo to beat Louth. But yeah. I did I did put a I was the only one who put an asterisk beside it and I said, lads, no this game is going to be closer, much closer than you imagine. End up being a point. Totally for, forgotten for about. There's no asterisks. I know, All I do is look at the names and the numbers, and nothing else matters. Pretty sure so I said. Pretty sure I said Mayo by a point or two. So I wish you got an extra point for you for getting the score exactly right. All right, let's go. It is Talchin Cup preliminary quarterfinal weekend. Whoo! Excited. Let's start with Down against Longford. Mick has sent me through his. Here in front of me, Mick's ones as well. Yeah. Arthur's laughing. He's like, I can't believe, I can't believe this is a serious thing. Show some respect to the Talchin Cup. Show some respect. One hundred percent. Down against Longford. Um, down our uh, team potentially over the next on the few up. years. Uh, that I think we will see our on the up. I like what you've uh, done there, yeah. Shane. Uh, they're going to have too much for Longford. I think so. We've gone down across the board, haven't we? You've gone down. Fall gone down. Mike's gone down. Yeah, I'd look, I think in fairness to him, they're one of the contenders to win this competition. There was uh, going to be a little bit of a battle between themselves and me to see who would top the group, but we kind of knew from the outset they were the two teams who were going to qualify. As a result, down are now going to have to play three weekends in a row. It's the only disadvantage of not finishing their group, but I think they're within the top uh, two or three teams that are in the competition. Um, it's very very tricky for, to see Longford go to Norrie and get a result realistically I think not to give too much away I, I think the teams who were seeded by finishing second have got a good advantage this weekend with home advantage too I think what Down what Conor Laverty's doing with Down is, has been remarkable and I know he's over the 20s as well so like you'd imagine and they have a very good 20s team so the next couple of years Down are only going to get better um, I, I, like that Meath game was shadow boxing Meath won by two points Down really didn't show their full hand they were very impressive in the other two games and Longford Aside from hitting three seventeen against Wicklow, were poor in the other two games. Like the last game was neutral against against Carlo, but uh, still lost that one. Like there's there's only one winner in this one. I know it's in, in Uri as well, which only adds to the to the one sidedness. But I, but I think Down could win reasonably comfortably. Three selections for Down and a general feeling that actually don't be surprised if you see Down in a Talchin Cup final. Down, I think Down will win the Talchin Cup. For me, this for me this year, I think yeah, the I, I think game. they're a major contender. Yeah, uh, New York are in to the preliminary quarterfinals. Uh, they're travelling over to play Carlo. Mick has gone for Carlo. Are we Carlo all round? I've gone for Carlo. Carlo as well. 
I think it's just too hard for New York to try and bridge the gap since they last played in the Connacht Championship and I know the London manager were saying that last week too that they came in a little bit green into the start of the Talton Cup but at least they had the benefit of playing the other mm. group games and they almost beat Leisha Parnell Park last week and he put some of that down to the fact that they're just not getting enough competitive games so obviously New York had a wonderful start to the year with the penalty shootout win against Leitrim and then came over to Ireland to play in the semi-finals of the Connacht Championship but since then they've not had a competitive game because the nature of them coming in at the prelim stage and you would think that Carlo have built up enough esteem behind them in the last few weeks to take New York out it's a big ask to ever see New York coming into a preliminary quarter final and turning someone over on Irish soil maybe it'll happen at some stage like obviously they made history this year but I think it puts them at a distinct disadvantage coming in this late yeah a couple of nice away wins for Carlo against Wicklow and Longford in the in the group stages like New York just haven't had the game time they haven't had the game time and, and that, I think that penalty shootout win is going to be the the uh, the high point of their summer it feels um, an age ago at this does, doesn't session. it this is the last season but no I think uh, this one again could be a comfortable enough 8 or 9 point win I think for Carlo Nile Cruz implementing a style of play there as well so comfortable win you know for who Carlo. the Carlo manager is I do know mm. after the <laughs> crappy quiz spoiler alert the entire nation is looking to the phone going what's, what's that buzzing any chance Will after 20 years in radio you take your buzzing phone off the desk Shane isn't getting any messages and yet I no. seem to be getting a ton but of most people just turn their buzzing off Mine, You're, my buzzing's like, off you still have your sound on as well when your phone rings no you would have heard the sound See, of he's busy getting offers of MC gigs across the Midlands. Yeah, people like, Will, come on. The summer is definitely only. MC territory, all right. <laughs> uh, Fermanagh against Leash. It's only one winner for me on this one. Where are you going with? I'm going Fermanagh. Oh, the Midlands man is go- going against the grain. Uh, so, Leash last week just about scraped a draw just against just London. Two late scores, Niall Corbett. I think kicking with the very last kick of the game, London's biggest disappointment is that they didn't go down the other end of the field and just keep possession for a little bit longer. It looked like the famous win was about to happen and you know, Leash surrendered a six-point lead very late on against Offaly in the round before that and were comfortably enough beaten by Carlo. Uh, they've had a disappointing league campaign where they didn't come out of Division 4. They've been performing below expectation. They were comfortably beaten by Fermanagh in the league a couple of seasons ago when they needed a result. There's nothing there to indicate that Leash are going up to Enniskillen to get a win. What's going wrong in Leash? Well, they have a transition of players at the moment. So they had obviously quite a few guys that hung on into their 30s. There's still some of the veteran players around. But like Billy Sheehan has inherited a team that were refreshing at the time. And it's just once I think when a team can get into a slump sometimes, it can carry on for a couple of seasons. And obviously if they had bounced straight back out of Division 4 this year, you'd be thinking they would have had a kick going into the Talton. That didn't happen. And the, the form just hasn't happened in the Talton Cup so far. Did they win? They didn't have a win. They had two draws, wasn't it? Leash yeah, and so the they qualified without a win. They qualified and scoring difference ahead of Tipperary. Like myself and Will both went with Fermanagh to beat Antrim last week, so we're probably sticking firm with Fermanagh for that reason. There's my picks. Another one. That's you leaving your phone on the microphone. Amateur this hour. Sorry, Arthur. Absolutely amateur hour. Of course, yeah. Don't really start banging the table now as well, just uh, to get the, the triumvirate. Mick has gone for Fermanagh. Are you are you going against Grain here? No, I'm going for Fermanagh. But the only thing, the argument for Leash is uh, Brewster Park and Ennis Gillen in the league this year. Leash won that match in a very attacking, high scoring match as well. But aside from that, I actually think Fermanagh will have learned a lot from that game. They've pushed on a little bit since. So for me, yeah, Fermanagh to win this one. Uh, and the final preliminary quarter-final in the Talton Cup is Offaly against Wexford. Mick has gone for Offaly. I've gone for Offaly just about. I've gone for Offaly. I thought someone else had gone for a different one in this one. No, oh, we're all the same. Really, Give your reasonings. As yeah. an Offaly fan, I'm really worried about this one. Uh, so Offaly played Wexford twice in the Championship last year, put in their worst performance in a few years in the game they were beaten in Wexford Park, which was a big shock at the outset of the Championship last year, then came back and beat them in the Talton a few weeks later because of the way the draw worked out. So it's a third Championship meeting in very, very quick succession. Mm-hmm. 
and I would be worried with how awfully limply we're defeated by Cavan. I know there wasn't a huge amount on the line last week because both teams knew they were going to qualify. Um, but awfully was your sense of that performance that there's still a bit of a hangover from the Leinster semi-final against Loud? Kind of, maybe feels that way. Yeah, I, I thought maybe some of that was gone after the win against London, but then they never kicked on after going 12 points up in that game. And then against Leash, they were blessed to leave with a point that day. They performed very, very poorly and very defensively. I thought that day uh, kicked some late points and a late goal to get a draw, and then they were taken out pretty easily. But concern for me would be quite aside from the Wexford game is that even if Offaly do get to the um, business end of the championship I'm really not sure if they have the beating of say Mead, Down or Cavan the three big contenders to win it so it would take a, a big upturn in performance in the last two weeks if Offaly are going to go much further in this competition Yeah I wouldn't read too much into Offaly's defeat against Cavan like Cavan uh, along with Down are probably the best team in it mm. uh, I think Cavan and Down are actually a level above Mead even um, I just yeah I can't see I, I can't see Offaly not Winning this match, Wexford have been disappointing in, in different uh, ways in the in the group stage. The Offaly win against Longford was as significant as you can get nine points at home, like job done. Uh, but I wouldn't read much into the into the Cavan match, and I think Offaly would just have too much for them. Like they have met a lot, as you say, in the championship the last couple of years. So there'd be a little bit. Off- of Offaly panel is very stretched as well. Some very good players going yeah. to America, which is always the fear when the Talton Cup comes. So out. are we all in the same boat for the first four? Yeah, this is exciting stuff. Uh, this is why we brought back the quick pick, so that you could all agree on absolutely everything. Down, Carlo, Fermanagh and Offaly are the not, picks of our entire panel. Uh, let's turn to the hurling then. Uh, the Leinster hurling final, Galway against Kilkenny. Mick has gone for Galway. Presenter of the hurling pod, Willow Callahan. It's going for Kilkenny. I'm going for Galway. Oof. I'm concerned about Adrian Mullins very very likely absence because he was one of the differences between the teams last year and Galway surely can't go to Croke Park and shoot as poorly as they did last season their scoring um, percentage was way way down and they actually actively allowed Adrian Mullins to slip back out into midfield and score I think it was six points in play against them last season I don't think you're going to get that kind of limp performance from Galway but I couldn't give Galway the tip based on what we've seen from them mm. so far this year. In Championship, we haven't had a consistent performance really from them. And I know in the Lens Championship, you're kind of feeling your way through to the final and Galway and Kilkenny should both improve as the season goes on. But I haven't seen enough. And if I was worried about anything, it would be the way that Galway hurled in the first half of the last game they played in Crow Park against Dublin. Mm. So even if Kilkenny are without Adrian Mullen, I just kind of fancy Kilkenny to win this. I couldn't read any real form into how the two teams played when they met in Nolan Park in the group stages because, again... Galway looked scintillating at times in the first half and then Kilkenny were quite good in the second half with Galway not really getting the job done. So we've seen maybe two really good halves of hurling from Galway in games that mattered but not enough to indicate they're going to beat Kilkenny. I'm really surprised to see two Galway selections. I know there's a scoring power there and Evan Nyland has come in and Connor Whelan and Kevin Cooney are doing a job mm. but that performance against Dublin was a million miles away from a team that could go and beat Kilkenny. Look, yeah, far be it for me to disagree with the, the Herning Pod presenter in Willow Callan here, but I think the team that keeps their discipline the most, you mentioned Ireland, TJ Reid, whoever gives away less freeze in a scoring zone possibly is going to win this one. Like Kilkenny, you'd be concerned about Kilkenny's goal concession against Wexford. I know the game probably didn't mean a whole pile to them, but... Oh, I, think, I think they went out to try and relegate Wexford. I think they went well, for that. Yeah, it's true. All action. Um, the Adrian Mullen injury that you mentioned is probably the thing that's swung it for me in many ways. 
Galway can't be as bad as they were against Dublin. Like, surely Henry Shefflin is going to say, right, the start we had in that game was horrendous. What was it, a 12-point deficit at one point? Mm. Uh, to come back and get the draw showed a little bit of heart at least, a little bit of fitness maybe as well. Um, there was the argument made on the show during the week that the Leinster f- Championship means more to Kenny than it does to Galway for obvious geographical reasons. Um, that's not to say Henry Shefflin won't want to win it. But I, but I do think Galway will really, really want to win it this year. And like, it should be a crack and final. It's probably only a game with a couple of points in it at the end, either way. But I do think Galway will will have learned their lessons from the last day against the Dubs. The bigger motivator should really be to try and go straight to a semi final and avoid the Munster champions. Yeah, like but the, the loser is going to have to probably play a tip. Yeah, like which so the carrot on the end of the stick is not just a Leinster title. It's avoid a pretty horrendous path to Liam McCarthy so spoiler for next week's quick picks there Shane is going for Tipperary to beat off Liam <laughs> there's a shot there I go. don't want to yeah. him, but anyway yeah alright so we have uh, two Galway one Kilkenny for the Leinster final and Munster final Clare against Limerick uh, Mick is going shock horror for Clare right is he oh, he was going to do the reverse jinx there for a no. second Will I have to say, consistent with what I said in the hurling pod. So, Paul Murphy, James Gale are both going for Clare to win on Sunday afternoon. They reckon they're going to do it twice in one year, storm the Gaelic grounds and win their first Munster Championship since 98. I think Limerick will bring up their performance level. I think they'll get over the line. But I really think this is a game within two points of each other. I have no idea whether Conor Cleary is going to start or not on Sunday. Because that could just be a tactic to go, right, we've patched him up, he's ready to go. By all reports, he has worked really hard in his rehab to be back. Again, I don't know the nature of how bad his arm and shoulder were injured three weeks ago. Maybe the three-week gap is long enough to come back. I think if he's not there to protect the house against Darren Galland, it leaves Clare a little bit open to Limerick going for goals. And I, I'm i not as down on Limerick as some people are, because I think everyone went and gave their best possible shot at Limerick. And we saw performances the week after teams playing Limerick mm. often dipped. And I think Limerick have just weathered that storm. They'll be delighted they got into a Munster final. I'm sure they thought that Tipperary were going to beat Waterford and that Limerick were looking at a longer route around to get back into the uh, All-Ireland semi-finals this season. Chance to win five in a row. And I think Limerick have enough to do it. How much you even, without, even probably without Keane Lynch. Because I think if Keane Lynch is fit, Keane Lynch would start. But the way Keane Lynch was holding his leg, it looks like his hamstring was having a problem the last day. And I don't know if that's long enough to get him back in the field for much this weekend. I've kind of I've kind of gone for Limerick on the basis that Ken Lynch was fit, but we'll we'll stick with them regardless. Um, I, John Kiley seemed a little bit spiky this week, which I like. I think that everyone talking about oh Limerick could be out of the Munster Round Robin has maybe stuck a rocket up their ass. They're like, well, here we go. We have to we have to up our game here. I think if you beat Limerick once in a calendar year, you've won the lotto, and it's hard to win the lotto twice in one year. I just can't see Clare doing it again. I think the odds are somewhat different between beating they Limerick are, and they winning are, the lotto, of course. Um, but I do think Limerick will have been buoyed by the by the, the doubters and there have been doubters in the last couple of months based on some of the results possibly based on the performances as well but it's home advantage it's home advantage home advantage that Clare have selected for yeah, Limerick the, which I think a, that they'll a regret that bit of a twist. they're going to regret that Yeah, I, I can see their reason, reasoning and rationale f- for, for opting for it but I mean hindsight will be twenty twenty. if Limerick end up winning the game people might say well yeah. I still believe in this Limerick side I, I think <laughs> what, a, what a brave prediction you just What made. a brave man. I'm, saying, I'm making this point to Anthony Nash that it's strange that we're talking about a team that are going for five Munster titles in a row, four All Ireland titles in a row, but this sense of, well, oh, tell you, Clare have got their number. Like, <laughs> <laughs> get their number when it really matters there, lads. Well, certainly Clare have been the team that have put it up to them in recent years more than anyone else. Uh, you can't argue with that, but I just think, uh, I just think Limerick will have too much. Like, Limerick have. have, have all they need, all all a team that has been so dominant like that in recent years needs is people doubting them and an, another reason, newspaper on the wall type thing to to keep them going. Well, if you win 
a few all Ireland's in a row. The motivation surely d- dwindles. The law of diminishing marginal utility. I think it's called the economics. Up. Golf in a dare manner whenever they want. That's the sort, you know, too much luxury. But look yeah. how much Kylie's been guarding against complacency all season. He talked, I think, after the first game it was we're blo- of championship, we're blocking out all the outside noise. Mm. There's been a lot of crap spoken about. It's been so far ahead of teams. Uh, we need to make sure that we're, you know, 100% on it every single game that we play. And the only blot in the copybook is a game that went right down the stretch against Clare at the same venue. Outside of that, they earned the draw against Tipperary. They won their other two games to get to a Munster final, and people are talking as if they've been off it this year. Even the Limerick, not at their sparkling best, but no. they've still generally found a way to get results. Even the, this whole uh, question around Limerick's physicality, Kylie was asked about it during the week, and you could tell he, he was a little bit annoyed. He was like, "Well, we're, we're no more physical than any other team. We're, hmm. we're just bigger in terms of height." But he was trying to make the argument we're not actually physically that much bigger than other teams. They probably are. They've loaded they six foot five lads. as well. They do actually. Well, Claire, Psychologically, Claire yeah. is such a good match for them physically as well. Like Claire, are a big physical team, but they can also. Ah, it'd be great to see game. Claire win it, wouldn't it? For for her, for maybe just for her. Like they bring something. Yeah, change it up. Uh, and what the nineteen ninety eight the last time mm, Claire won yeah. the Munster Championship. I don't think anyone begrudges them. I think uh, last year, if we get a final that's anywhere around the standard that we had at Semple Stadium last season I think mm. everyone would be delighted this weekend. And for Claire to have gone so close to getting the result and it just not working out last year. I don't think any neutral wouldn't enjoy them beating Limerick because the great thing about this is no matter what happens Limerick and Clare are both still in the championship they are still the top two contenders right now to lift Liam McCarthy as well Alright that is this week's Quick Picks we'll be back next week where we'll hopefully remember the results or we'll quick text them in send your text how delighted you are it's back Shane Hannan his phone is overrun yeah, Will throughout the show have been literally buzzing <laughs> phone's uh, happened here yeah uh, we're going to take a quick break and then we're back with the crappy quiz yeah alright on the way